Welcome into another Daily Jamingo, almost Daily Jamingo. I'm your host, John Jamingo, and uh, yesterday I had a touch of the bug. Uh, I got bit by the bug of the disease or something. Uh, I ended up with a fever, and I had like aches and pains. I'm like, oh my God, not COVID, please not COVID. So I decided to go get a brain tickler. And uh, go to urgent care, and they come in and they stick this uh, Q-tip into the back of your skull. They twist it around for what seems like five minutes, but it's only a couple seconds. It is the most uncomfortable. It sucks. You know, like the NFL players, they used to have to get them all the time. You know, people had to get them every day or every week or something. God, God bless you people. I don't understand it. I, I really don't. Uh I mean, I guess after a while, you get used to it. Not 100% sure. So anyhow, uh, came back negative, feel better today, took some Tylenol. The doctor prescribed some antibiotics, and then that's that. Okay, so so after I get done the antibiotics, then I'll have to take some probiotics because what happens is it kills all the good bacteria with the bad bacteria. Then you have like a bad gut health, whatever. Just take, just keep taking pills. The older you get, the more pills you got to take. What can I tell you? So I didn't get a chance to do the show yesterday. Uh, today, I was listening to the Fart Mouth podcast. And the reason being is because I heard they were talking about the last Rubberneckers episode. And they had Andrew, uh, former Rubbernecker Andrew on. And, okay. You know, I'm, I got to go just, I'm just going to say it. Millennials and your Gen Zs and your whatever comes after Gen Zs, you guys are pussies. I mean, seriously, pussies. And the reason I say that is because Andrew's like, I want to do a show. Remember we were going to do this show, Half Ton and Son? Get it? I'm fat. And uh, I'm like, okay. So the problem with Andrew is he's not reliable. He disappears. He'll say he's told multiple podcasts. Oh, yeah, I want to be a guest. No call, no show, no nothing. So I do this show every day, five o'clock. Well, not every day. I do it Tuesdays, Wednesday, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And then I do the bunk, the boomer bunker on Mondays and Thursdays. So anyhow, so we're we're hashing this out. And I said, hey. Dude, get yourself a webcam because he he doesn't have a webcam. The webcam on his laptop's broken. It's been broken for two years now. I said, get yourself a webcam. Why do I need a webcam? Because we live stream. Okay. If I did this, wouldn't that suck? Wouldn't it suck that I you're just looking at a blank screen? Why would you look at a blank screen? Or worse than that, what if I did this? You know, if it's just me and he's off and you can't see him. So it's like. This is the problem with millennials and Gen Z is if you're really serious about doing this, then go get a webcam. If you're not serious and this is just a fuck around whenever I feel like doing a show and showing up whenever I want to kick rocks because I don't have time for that. You know, if you want to, if you want to do it, 
then let's do it. If you just want to do it, maybe sometime get in here, but you know, tell just tell everybody, oh, I was on the show. I have time for it. It's another guy, Sam. I want to do an NFL show. We'll do an NF show. Okay. I'm on in the mornings. Uh, or I'm I'm on at noon. Oh, well, I live in New Zealand. That's like five o'clock in the morning. Okay. One day a week on a Wednesday, we'll talk football, get up, come in, talk football for a half an hour, and then go about your day. Oh, I don't want to do that. Then you don't want a podcast. That's not real. It doesn't mean anything to you. It doesn't mean anything to you. And I'm sick and tired of sitting around here and trying to make it where it's acceptable to these kids. He's not a kid. He's in his 20s. So, I, I, again, I just, so they're like, well, why do you need a pot? Why do you need a camera if you're going to do a podcast? Well, because this is a live stream that afterwards I turn into a podcast. It's both. It's like razzles. It's two things at once. It's candy and a gum. Everything's an issue with these kids. And I, I don't know when I started going into Discord. Not 100% sure. It was years ago. Uh, the Discord is full of servers of these kids that just whine and cry about everything they can. Oh, I don't I got to do, do this. Reminds me of a joke. Company decides to go completely automatic. Everything they have is robotic. The trucks come in. The trucks back up. The robots open the doors. They unload the truck. Product goes, no, not one human hand has to touch anything. All the accounting is done. Everything is done. There's just one or two people that might have to fix the robots. But the plant before then, it had a uh, thousand people employed. And instead of laying off the all the employees, they had a meeting. Everybody was there. And they said, listen, we're not going to lay you off. You've been good employees. What we're going to do is we're going to keep you on. Just every other week on Friday, just come in and pick up your check. And they're like, you mean we got to come in every other week? It's like, it's just one person would bitch. Why do we have to come in every? Can't you mail the check to us? Why do I have to get in the car and drive there? That's the shit I'm talking about. Nothing's their fault. Nothing. If they if their alarm didn't go off, it's not their fault. Nothing, nothing is ever a millennial's fault. You ever notice that? And why is that? Because their parents raised them that way. Nothing's ever their fault. Teachers, it's the teacher's fault. Didn't teach them right. The kid gets the kid can't read and write. It's the teacher's fault. It's just ugh. I'm so sick of it. Really, I am. Just 100 percent So anyhow, they are on the Fart Mouth podcast and they're just couldn't figure out why. And Andrew has an open invitation. Get a camera. Five o'clock, Monday. I'm sorry, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Friday. Tell me if you want to come on. I'll send you a link and you can pop on here. We can talk about whatever you want. We can do whatever you want. I'm up for it. Let's do it. Let's see how long it takes. Today is Friday, November 17th. Let's see how long it takes. I, hmm, I will guarantee that, uh, okay, my prediction is, I can't guarantee because I have no idea. My prediction is it'll never happen. He'll never show up, not once. So we'll see whatever happens. And and so they're saying, okay, why well, it's not all millennials. There's some millennials that aren't that, but I'm going most. I'll say 80% of millennials, basic assholes, basic assholes. 
Both sides. Both sides. Jody B says, uh, did I have rubberneckers withdrawal last night? I did. I did. Well, I was sick, but I did have rubberneckers withdrawal. Yeah, it, it kind of stunk. I mean, we did that show, 100 episodes, probably two years. <laughs> Jody also says, Jimmy, go will po uh, podcast with anyone. Just got, yeah. I l listen, look, I say this. I am on the downside of a very, very mediocre podcasting career. But there's one thing that I know how to do and is set up and run a podcast. And I'm willing to teach all these Discord nitwits how to podcast. Okay. How to do, how to get audio, how to use a soundboard, how to get things, you know, how to bring on. I'll show them how to do anything. All they have to do is show some interest and actually do it. And they can't even do that for free. I spent money learning how to do all this shit. I will show it to them for free. Nope. They all know what they're doing. They all, they, it doesn't matter. They could do it. Just go to Discord, put a Craig bot in there, then record like that. I mean, I guess it works. Me fart mouth. They've been doing it for, I don't know how many episodes. So they, that's what they do. So, so see what happens. But yeah, but doing this a minute, teach anybody how to do it. It's not like it's really hard, but it's easier to teach somebody how to do it right than to correct somebody that's been just, just plows in and starts doing everything wrong. So Mike says he's a millennial. I don't consider Mike a millennial. Maybe he is. Like I said, not all millennials. Mike's a, an exception. Jody's an exception. Jody's in his 30s. Isn't that millennials? Yeah, he's an elder millennial. Yeah, Jody's he's an exception. Jody did a great job. although. So the, Fartmouth says, I was kind of disappointed in the way they ended Rubberneckers. I thought there's going to be more banter back and forth and more fighting. It's the end of the show. Why are we going to, why are we going to fight? The fighting's over. The fighting was over at 74. You're not in, you're not 41. Is that a millennial? I don't know. I don't even care. I'm so sick and tired of this stuff. Um, But he says, yeah, we should, I thought they were going to do uh, like, you know, stories and stuff. And then after that interview, each and every one of them, it's taking five hours to do a show like that. I mean, are you kidding me? I thought he did a great job for the people that were, that we had, we couldn't even get them all back. We couldn't get, uh, we couldn't get Colin couldn't show up and Devin couldn't show up. So we got as many as we could and we did a final show. And then, you know, there it goes. It's going to go off into, like I said, what will happen with Rubberneckers is I will die and somebody, somebody will find it. They'll bring it into a Discord and they'll go, oh, my God, look at this. And, and it'll become a cult classic and I'll never know about it. <laughs> That's the way it is. 41 is a millennial. Really? Okay. Isn't it like on a – well, let's see. I'm trying to – well, whatever. Not everybody, but I, I guess the Discord nitwits. And I, I coined the name Discord nitwit after being in there for less than a day, to be quite honest with you. Um, because they, they come in there with all their great ideas, you know what I mean? They're young socialists. Man, you boomers, you screwed up everything. Yeah, like we got everything pristine. Listen, the group before us screwed shit up. Then we screwed shit up. And when you guys get in power, you'll destroy the rest of it. It'll be all over. But I have a plan. 
It's kind of like a boot camp for socialists. You know, you young kids that know everything, that it's much better, you know, capitalism sucks and the man sucks and this all sucks. And, you know, you guys, you brony, you Bernie bros and your Bernie whores. Um, this is what you do. All right. Let's put your money where your mouth is. For one year, you pack up and you go to one of your socialist countries. You know, like one of those shitholes like Venezuela, or Russia, Cuba, or, you know, some of those socialist countries in Africa. Just go over there and live for like a year. Live over there with your people. Power to the people. Live over there and see how it works out for you. Well, you know what? How about let's do this? Why don't you go to one of your socialist oases, like the Nordic countries, like um, Finland and Norway and Sweden? Go there. All right. Live there. Pay 60% of your wages and taxes. And then if it's so fantastic, stay. Stay there. You found your people. All right. If not, you get to come back here, but then shut the fuck up. Do everything the American way, assimilate into American culture, and I don't want to hear any more of this social shit again. Stop stop electing these socialist Democrats that turn these cities into shitholes. Look what they've done to New York, Philadelphia, Chicago, Los Angeles, San Francisco. Couldn't clean San Francisco up. They had an app. They had an app for San Francisco that told you where every pile of human shit was. You could report it. Oh, here's a pile of shit. Wherever, whatever, on the corner of this and that. On the corner of walk and don't walk. They would tell you where there was a pile of human shit at. All of a sudden, uh, the dictator of Ch China. Oh, we can't call him a dictator. The president of the Chinese Communist Party comes over. And uh, they clean that shit up, man. They got those homeless people out of there too sweet. They're in there scrubbing the subways, cleaning the streets, putting up things. You know, Chinese flags, Chinese flags. A Marine is standing by a building in full Marine uniform holding a Chinese flag. What the fuck is going on with this country? Are you kidding me? Then Biden's in there. He's mumbling, oh, dictator China. And everybody, you know how it is when your grandfather's doing something and he's somewhere like at a wedding or something, and he gets up and he's going to do a toast or holds the mic, and he's, let me tell you, uh, and, and everybody's like, oh, you're cringing. That's, that's the president of the United States. That's the leader of the free world. The, the administration, every time he gets up there and says something, they got to walk shit back. I, I don't know. Hang on. Mike says, did you pull clips of fart mouth, bad mouthing American? Yeah. No, I didn't pull them. Because it's, it's, not, it's not anything that would be interesting to play. It's just them saying that they would do this or they would do that or whatever. And then Andrew's saying that he doesn't understand why we can't do a show when he's unreliable. I, I'm, I'm here. I'm ready to go. I set things up for three ships, four shows, not just this show, this Boomer Bunker, Rubberneckers when that was going, Brand X. I set that all up, do all the work afterwards, get it put out. Well, I hire an editor for, editor for Rubberneckers. But besides that, I got it all out. What did I do that was morbid? What did I say that was morbid? I don't remember what I said that was morbid. Oh, when I die about... <laughs> When I die, when I die, 
that the show will become famous. Is that morbid? I don't know. Probably happen. Who knows? Yeah. But just go do your basic socialist boot camp and see how you like it. And then come back to this country. I'll tell you what, man. I hate to you know, people, I remember my father doing this. But, you know, mid-80s to the mid-90s, this country was humming, man. It was it was fantastic being around. I mean, the, the cities, you could go to the cities. You didn't have to worry about crime. You weren't getting mugged. It wasn't shithole. There wasn't homeless all over the place. You could go to a place like Kensington, and it wasn't just drug-riddled zombies walking around the street. And look at it now. And they're using they're, they're using our rules against us. Jody says, we had to direct seven people. It's pretty tough. Show me a better example that you can listen to. Uh, yeah, not a lot of over-talking. Everybody did well. I thought I thought they did a fantastic job. Edward and Jody did most of the producing on that last episode of Robert Neckers. I thought they did a fantastic job. But, you know, you got to pitch about something. You know, it wasn't just the way they thought it would be or whatever. We didn't fight enough. We fought too much. We didn't fight enough. Just wah. It's just a wah. Wah. It's the way generation. Wah. I'm going to go to work. Wah. My, my boss wants me to put my phone down when I'm working. Wah. It's the way generally. Wah. I don't know. It's been a week. <laughs> uh, but, uh, and then, so... Apparently, Elon Musk said something. I don't know what he said. He retweeted something. And I'm like, okay, this must be horrible because this is a shitstorm. I'll bring this up real quick. Exclusive Apple to pause advertising after Musk backs anti-Semitic post. I'm like, holy shit, that's got to be horrible. So now... Apple was pulling all advertising on X, the Elon Musk-owned social media network. Uh, the move follows Musk's endorsement of anti-Semitic conspiracy theories, as well as Apple's ads reported being placed alongside far-right content. Apple has been a major advertiser on the social media site, and its pause follows a similar move by IBM. This must be some tweet, right? Horrible. Must face backlash for endorsing an anti-Semitic post Wednesday as 164 Jewish rabbis and activists up their call to Apple, Google, Amazon, Disney to stop advertising on X and for Apple and Google to remove it from their platforms again. He, he didn't even write it. All he did was either retweet it or quote tweet it. I don't know what he did. I can't find it. I can't find it's not in here. If it was so bad, wouldn't you think we'd be able to see it? I can't find it. Uh, you know what? I don't like I don't like when he said all you advertisers stop advertising on their platform. Stop. Stop advertising. Go ahead, Apple. Got, I swear to God, Apple, I'm this fucking close to start using Windows again, PCs again with your fucking bullshit, your Chinese communist bullshit. You make a great product. You get them, I'll tell you what, you get them Chinese snapping. You make a great product. It lasts longer than, than PCs and shit. But I'll be goddamn if I, I'm, 
this bucket close to going back with the viruses and all that other nonsense and the things slowing down, having to buy one every year and a half. And then we get this asshole. This guy right here. <laughs> this is Keith Overman. He used to be a sports announcer on ESPN. And now he's just some guy that screams on the internet like me. But apparently he's uh, very upset. He, this is what he wants. It is time for the government of the United States to ban X, the social media site still largely known as Twitter. Ban it. Take it off. Take off X. Can't have it. TikTok, fine. Facebook, fine. There's no, there's no uh, free speech suppression over there. It's just Twitter. God forbid you have a free speech platform where everybody can share their opinion and nobody's getting thrown off unless you incite violence. And shit, even if you incite violence, they'll let you stay on there. I've seen that. But all of a sudden, now if you're saying something against the narrative, oh, it has to leave. Oh, oh, the hand-wringing. And yes, I get the irony. Scan that QR code to take you directly to the Friday edition of the Countdown Podcast. I appreciate the person cutting out the QR code so you don't have to see it and scan it to go to this guy's thing. Dude, do me, do me a favor. Get some fucking glasses that don't make you look like a fucking cartoon character. Those big green glasses. Who who decided that these things were the... Uh, th this is in fashion. Because with his amplification of a post duplicating the hateful language of the Pittsburgh synagogue shooter with his doubling and tripling down on anti-Semitism and white supremacy, and with the likely Republican nominee for president, echoing the hate speech of the Nazis and Hitler, Elon Musk is standing over a tinderbox of racial and religious hatred and intolerance and the targeting of the, quote, other, unquote, that has never been fuller and never been drier in the history of this country. I couldn't find anything that said even anything close to what they were putting on Twitter that he put on Twitter or retweeted or whatever. I, I, I don't know. I have no idea. But, of course, he retweeted something. How dare he? How dare he? Now, he could have retweeted it saying this is something that we really don't want to get into. But, no, it doesn't matter what the intent of the tweet was. That doesn't matter. We have figured we've got, a, we've got ourselves a, a pork chop bone. And we're sinking our teeth in this. And we're going to take and turn this narrative around. We're going to twist it like millennials do. He's not a millennial. He's a boomer like me. But um, we're going to twist this around and take it all completely out of context, maybe. I don't know. I can't find a tweet to figure out what everybody's screaming about. But we're going to take a bad Twitter, bad X. The peace and security of the United States of America is literally at stake. The president or Congress or the states or all of them acting together must ban Twitter X and sever all contracts and contacts with all of Elon Musk's other companies. And this guy, because he retweeted somebody. Is, is that ridiculous? I think it's ridiculous. You could say maybe that's not a great idea, Elon. You could say, hey, you know what? Could you explain to me? Why you did this and what does this mean? Could you have a dialogue with this guy? Not him, not Mr. Greenglasses over here. Mr. Greenglasses wants the government to severe, uh, sever all con or cancel all contracts, advertisers sever all 
advertising. We want to take this guy and bury him. We want to take one of the richest man, men in the world who bought at an overpriced social media company that was basically a mouthpiece for the United States government that was banning most conservative speech or throttling, shadow banning them so they couldn't get out. And what he did was he said, okay, I believe in free speech. I'm going to take th this platform back and I'm going to allow it to be a free speech platform where both sides can have their turn and say what they want and they can have a discourse in there. Not Mr. Overman, Overman here, not him. He wants it. Uh, we got to get rid of him. We're going to just, why don't we just take and cut his head off? Let's get the guillotine out, right? Right, Keith? He retweeted or quote tweeted a tweet. And this is the response we get. SpaceX, Tesla, the boring company, Neuralink, and XAI. Elon Musk has gone down a path of hate and potential violence from which he cannot backtrack. Not you. Not you, Keith. You're not doing that, are you? Calling for the guy's basic cancellation and, and destruction financially. He bought, what did he pay for uh, Twitter? $44 billion? It was worth about seventeen. The guy's lost about, I don't know, $26 billion on this platform for you fucking whining babies that come in there. And every time something happens, you go start screaming and yelling like a fucking betcha. Orangutans, give me a break. <laughs> Either he goes or Twitter X must. All that. All right. So we got, so, oh, I see what happened. Okay. So in other words, he has to sell Twitter back to people that will take it and suppress free speech and, 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 and take and, and make it where it's just one-sided, all for the narrative, all for the, um, you know, all for the narrative. And if that's not it, then whatever. You know what? Apple, buy, buy Apple, buy Burger King, buy IBM. Who cares about IBM? Uh, here's the thing, Apple. I know I say I'm this close to going back to PC. I'm not. As long as you keep making a product that's halfway decent, I, I will keep buying it. All right. I bought, I have an iPhone, an iPad, I have a Mac Mini, I've got, I've got so many Apple products laying around here. It looks like a fucking orchard. And I'm still going to buy it. So it doesn't matter. Cut your advertising. Cut all your advertising. Who cares? I don't care. Everybody that's going to buy Apple is going to buy Apple anyhow. And then somebody will pick up the slack. There is a bunch of people that are over there on Twitter. And there's eyes over there. And somebody's got a product that they want to put in front of those eyes. So Twitter and IBM and the rest of you people that want to Leave, leave. They'll find somebody else. Who cares? Bye. See ya. Sayonara. I'm so tired of this crap. See what else he's got. Got more on the Friday Countdown podcast. Now. Oh, okay. He's just going to, he's just shilling his podcast. Here's one I never saw. This one came out of left field. Snoop Dogg is giving up weed? The devil's cabbage? What? Are you kidding me? This is, we put, they put this up on Twitter. After much consideration and conversation with my family, I've decided to give up smoke. Please respect my privacy at this time. Snoop Dogg. This guy smoked so much weed for so long that I wish him well. I hope he can do it. I'm not sure he can, but I hope he can. 
for whatever reason, he decided to stop smoking pot. I mean, he used to hire a guy just to make blunts for him and his people. Like, he's like, here's a, here's a trash bag full of weed. Here's a fucking case of blunts. Do your thing. Make up some blunts. This guy smokes so much weed. And now all of a sudden he's going to stop. Hey, man, I, I wish him the best. Ain't going to be no easy ride. I know that. I can't, I can't imagine, but good on you, Snoop Dogg. See what happens. Uh, I can't imagine like the anxiety that he's going to go through when he tries to stop smoking weed. Like I, I think of people like Jody. It's a, it's a here, Jody B. If he had to give up weed, I don't know if he could do it. I, I, I really don't. <laughs> I, I mean, he depends on it. I can't imagine him trying to give up weed for a week, let alone a lifetime. I mean, just imagine how much money he saved. I can't imagine how much money Snoop's going to save when he doesn't have any more weed. You know, he has to buy any more weed. We'll see what happens. I mean, I, you know what? It might not take the first time, and it might not take the second time, but you keep on working on it, Snoop Dogg. I'm, I, I'm rooting for you, big, big guy. I'm rooting for you. All right. Well, it's Friday, and I want to end on a – I want to tell you an elevator story. And I had three. Uh, one was the uh, parking garage asylum seeker, seeker, the case of the missing money, and the one night, af- one night after the fish concert. And I said, I went into Discord and said, "Okay, tell me which one." And nobody, nobody picked. So I guess I'll pick. So I'm going to tell you the story about the one night after the fish concert. So the group Fish was over in Philadelphia, and they were playing at the Wells Fargo Center. And there's a hotel. It's a Holiday Inn, and it's right there in the complex where all the sports complexes are. And every time there's a big concert, it usually fills up and sells out. And it was on, that was, I used to take care of it. That was the one where the Secret Service were in there because President Clinton was coming in. And I got in a big fight with the Secret Service. So I get a call. It's about 1130 at night. They say there's 21 people stuck in an elevator. I said, 21 people? You sure? Freight car? No, the regular car. 21 people. How the hell do they get 21 people in that car? All right. I'm 20 minutes away. So I get in the van. I take off. I get there. By the time I get there, the elevator is at the bottom floor, and it's all the way down on a buffer. And the car doors are torn off, and the hatch doors are torn off. And everything's bent up, and it's just hanging there. And I go, what the fuck happened here? So the manager comes out, and he says, they took and put 21 people in that elevator. They jammed everybody in, and then people jumped on top, like crowd surfing. They filled that elevator all the way to the top. So when it came to the bottom, it was so overloaded that when it hit the brake, when the brake hit, it just slid through the brake and went right on the buffer. Well, once it goes on the buffer, buffer, that's it. It's on the safety switch, and it kills all the power. So they're stuck in there. Those people ripped that fucking elevator apart. So I'm like... I said, well, I said, I can't fix this tonight. This is going to take, I mean, I got doors. to. There's no way I can fix this tonight. I said, this isn't like a two-hour fix. He says, they'll tear this other elevator apart. And they'll tear, and then freighter, he says, you got to fix this. I said, well, I need another guy. And I said, it's going to, I don't know how long it's going to take, but I'll, I'll do my best. He says, call another guy in, whatever. Okay. Call another guy. He's coming in. So now I'm trying to get everything apart while he's coming in, taking the doors off. Meanwhile, 
there is a fucking shitstorm going on outside because everybody's stoned or whatever they do at these fish concerts. And they're wandering around the lobby and guys are running around and screaming going on and people are pulling fire alarms and the elevator keeps coming down. And so I'm just, I got barricades up. I'm trying to keep the people out of the barricades. I'm taking doors off. So the other mechanic shows up and he, he walks in, he goes, what the hell? I said, I know we got to get this thing fixed. He goes, you think we can get this done? I said, well, we're going to find out. So we're straight. I got pliers straightening shit out. So then all of a sudden the police show up <clears throat> and uh, the police show up and I guess there was some kind of fist fight up on the sixth floor. There's 12 floors there. So there's a fist fight on the sixth floor. So the police show up. So they come in and they come in the lobby and uh, the car is filled with people and the doors are starting to close. And the cop says, hold on. I need that car. I need that elevator. So the door shut and up it goes. And the cop looks at me and he says, can you bring that elevator back down? I go, yeah. He goes, bring it down. So I take the fire service key. I turn it on. So the car stops, comes all the way back down, doors open up. And the cop says, all right, everybody off the elevator. We're commandeering this elevator. And I can't see anything because I went to the side. And all I hear is, fuck you, pig. With that, three cops reached in, <laughs> yanked people out of there. Threw up against the wall, cuffed them, and said, "Anybody else want to go to? Uh, anybody else want to go to jail tonight?" And everybody's like, "Motherfucking pig!" And they all walk off, and then the cops go up. So the cops go up. Next thing I know, we're we're working. About fifteen minutes later, here they come down. There's about fifteen people, all with those uh, wire tie handcuffs on. They escort them out. They go to jail, and uh, and we're working. And now. I got this one kid, kid, he's in his 20s. He says, man, I want to get in there. I want to climb up them rails. I want to climb up them ropes. I want to climb up them rails. I said, dude, you're not, I said, I can't have you get in, get, get, he kept trying to come in the barricade. I'm like, get out of here, get out of here. So I called the manager. I said, can you get him out of here or whatever? He says, all right, I'll, I'll get security over here. So security comes over, takes him away. About five minutes later, he's back. Man, I want to get in there. I want to climb up the rails. So. It, all this is going on. I mean, it's a freak show in the lobby. It's it's insane. And there's like these four girls and they're stoned. And they're like, you know what I want? I want a Philly cheesesteak. Where would I go to get a chill, Philly cheesesteak? And uh, very attractive women and very high. So then about a minute later, this guy comes back. He goes, I want to get in there. I want to climb the rails. I said, you know something? Youth is wasted on the young. I said, here you want to get in there and climb these rails, and you don't even know what you're doing. You're going to kill yourself. Meanwhile, there's four hot women over there that are looking to go get a cheesesteak. Now, my man, if I was you, I would go hail a cab. This was before all that Uber shit. I said, go hail a cab and take these ladies over and get them a cheesesteak. I said, never know. You never know. So he's like, really? I said, yeah. Go ahead. Go, go, go. So he goes over, he starts talking to them and they're like, yeah, yeah. Okay. We'll go. They get in a cab and off they go. I guess they went to wherever they went to go. Pats or Geno's or whatever. So we get the elevator fixed. It was six o'clock in the morning. And the sun was coming up. We get the elevator fixed about three 30. He comes rolling back in with the ladies. He's like, Hey man, we're, we're going we're gonna to go party up in their room. You guys want to come? I said, no, we got work to do here, buddy, but thanks. So he gets, <laughs> he's getting in the elevator. He gives him one of these. So I don't know what happened, but 
holy shit. We get the elevator fixed. It's about 6.30 in the morning, and the manager's still there. And I said, okay, it's running. Everything's working. Everything's fixed. And he goes, man, I really appreciate this. And he says to me, he says, I did it. <laughs> he says, I did a fucking happy dance when Jerry Garcia died because of the Grateful Dead. Now these fucking guys are coming in here and doing the same thing. And I said, well, you don't have to sell, you know, you have to rent rooms to these. Isn't there any way you cannot rent rooms to these people? And he's like, ah, we need the money. And it sold out. I guess they were there three nights. It sold out all three nights. It was the only time I really had to go back there. But there was another time that uh, <clears throat> I had, I kept getting calls that the doors were stuck. And I'd go in there and the doors were hung up. I'm going over the door locks, up and down the doors, up and down. And it was happening like different times and different elevators. And I'm thinking to myself, what's going on here? I can't figure it out. I come in, the doors are stuck, and they won't open. And all I do is I hit them like this, and they pop open. So I don't understand it. So I'm riding the car, and I'm sitting there and watching as the doors are open. I put my hands on watching. So I'm sitting there, and as I'm looking, as the door starts to open, I see through the crack in the door, I see like a 15-year-old kid. And the reason I know this kid is he's a, the Atlanta Braves were in, and they were playing the Philadelphia Phillies. And this kid was around the lobby all day. And what he did, he had Atlanta Braves hat on, and he had like the biggest buck teeth you've ever seen in your entire life, and all kinds of earrings in his ear. And he was only like 12 or 13 years old. And what he's doing is he's holding the doors apart like this. He's grabbing them and holding them. So when the car door comes, it jams it, and the car's in it. So his kid's running around and jamming elevators and thinking it's funny, shutting the elevators down. So I see, I see, as I'm looking, I see this kid's face, and I go, hey, what are you doing? So he takes off. So I hit the doors. Doors pop open. I come in. He runs He runs in the stairwell and starts running up the steps. So I looked. I said, I know who you are. We'll fix you. So I get the manager because I had been there seven or eight times between Friday. I said, I'm going to tell you right now. I know what's wrong with the car doors. And he goes, what? And I go, you know that kid that's been running around here? That's the, the uh, Braves fan with all the earrings and the buck teeth. He's like, yeah. I said, he's walking up. I said, watch what happens. So I hit a button. I said, this is what he's doing. He's walking up. I hold the doors apart a little bit. Car comes up, hits, and doors lock. I go, there's your problem right there. He's holding the doors like this. He's making the elevator stuck. I said, now, if I tell my company this, they're going to charge you for every call that I came in here. You're getting a full, we call it the full boat. You're going to get the full boat for every call that I've been here on because now it's vandalism. And he's like, oh, my God. So I said, I don't want to do this to you because I know how much it is. I said, so I won't say anything. But if I get one more call, he goes, you don't have to worry about that. So I clean up and get ready to go. I get my ticket. I go over and as I look. He's got the kid and his parents downstairs and they're, he's ejecting them from the hotel for vandalizing the elevators. You go, I don't know where you go, but you ain't going here. So he had to go. And I said, all right. And then we had no more problems. All right, so that's two elevator stories, two elevator stories for the day. All right, so that's my Friday. Hope you guys enjoyed it. I will be back here for the Daily Jamingo on Tuesday at 5 p.m. But if you're not doing anything Monday night, uh, the Boomer Bunker will be at 8 o'clock on the Boomer Bunker Twitch and Rumble channel. So we'd like to see you there, Boomer Bob and Duchess and I. And then we were thinking, I don't know, we were thinking about doing Wednesday night, but that's the night before Thanksgiving. It's the biggest party night of the year. Who's going to be around? 
kind of be talking to ourselves. Do you ever have <laughs> my cousin used to say, that's the biggest party night of the year, the night before Thanksgiving. And uh, it was for us because a lot of kids would come home from college. You know, when when you, they were going to college, they'd come home for college. Bars would fill up. You couldn't, you know, it was ridiculous. I remember one night, the Jimmy, his brother, Mike, we're out and we're going to this one bar. It's in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. And we're in there and my cousin, Mike, Jimmy's brother, gets white girl wasted. I mean, he is loaded. So he's like leaning into people. He's falling off the bar stool. So all right, we got to take him home. So we get him in the car. We drive him home. He's like, I want to go out. I'm still going out. I'm like, no, no, you ain't going to go out. You're not going to go out. Stay home. You're, you've had enough. You've had enough fun for one night. So then we go to a local bar around here. So sitting there about five minutes late, you know, we're in the bar, I guess about 15, 20 minutes later, I look over here. He comes through the door. He got in his truck and drove white girl wasted to the bar. And I'm like, holy shit. So I said, well, no sense taking him home now. Now we got to watch him because now we can't, we, we can't take him home because I'm afraid he's going to go drive somewhere else. So he kept him with us until I guess it was closing time. And then we loaded him up in the back of a car, took him home. And we had to go back the next day, get his vehicle because his white girl wasted. He said, hey, terrible. I, I was so, I was terrible last night. Terrible. <laughs> yeah, Duchess says, uh, what did I say? Twitch? I don't even know what I'm talking about. Yes, the Boomer Bunker Kick and Rumble. You can go find it there. And then again, check in the show notes here. Has all the links. All the links. All right, everybody. Have yourself a great weekend. I appreciate you hanging out here with me. And I will see you, you here on Tuesday for the Daily Jamingo. Thanks for stopping by. That's it. We're just getting into it.